Hey, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for purchasing this product. I know that it's going to bless your life. God has given me a word specifically for you. I want you to know if you apply what I'm teaching, it is going to revolutionize every aspect of what you're dealing with, going through, or facing in your life. I want to say again, thank you so much. Go with me right now into this teaching. It's going to bless your life. Yo, this is the last Wednesday night. Where y'all at? Of 2017. Yeah. All right. You're going to dominate. How many of you believe you're going to dominate the rest of this year? For real. How do you see? I want to teach tonight. I want to talk about faith that works. I want to talk about faith that works. Faith. Everybody say faith that works. When I think about this, I'm wondering about when God spoke to Abraham. He said, I want you to take your son, the promised son. I want you to take your promised son, the one that I told you that I was going to bless every nation of the world through. The, the son that you had in your old age. The son that you thought you could never have. I want you to take the impossible son that I produced in your life. And I want you to sacrifice him to me. I wonder what he went, what he went through in his mind as he walked up that mountain knowing that he was going to have to make a decision to either obey God or not obey God, to give up what God had promised him and what he finally got in his life. I wonder what that felt like to him, to trust God like that, to believe God like that. See, let me tell you something about God. God is so amazing that he will sometimes wait until your timeline is broken. to do a miracle. I'm going to say that again over here. And I'm just adjusting to my mic. What I need y'all to do is bring me down a little bit now. I'm sure y'all can hear me good. But sometimes God will allow your timeline to be obliterated. I'm talking about you said it. You said if it don't happen, March the 1st. And now it's December the 6th. And you said, if it don't happen, it can't happen. And God says, well, I'm going to show you something because I'm God. And he will obliterate your timeline and obliterate your plans just to come in the last minute and do a miracle. Now, a lot of people, I'm aggravated sometimes with people because, you know, I'm 41 in a few days, 41 years old. And for most of my life, I believe that this is going to be my year. I've been saying this since I was a youth pastor. I was like 20 years old telling them, this is going to be my year. Take a picture. Get a t-shirt. This is going to be my year. This, this is my year. 1999. It's going to be my year. The year 2000. Y'all don't remember about being Y2K ready. Y'all don't remember that. Y'all don't remember Y2K ready when it was going to be the end of the world. I said, they said it's going to be the end of the world, but God's going to do a new thing. 2000, the year 2000, I'm going to be Y2K ready, but I'm going to be Jesus ready too. It's going to be my year. And let me tell you something. Every year that I said it was going to be my year, it was my year. And I stood up New Year's night, 2017, 2016, and I said 2017 was going to be my year. And 2017 has been my year. It hadn't been easy. It hadn't been all pretty. And sometimes God went past my timeline. But guess what? He always found a way to get his promise to me because God is not like people. He is not like a man that he should lie. If he said it, he'll bring it to pass. I'm telling you that faith works. 
I don't want you being tricked on the internet, tricked by your stupid friends. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Let me rewind. I said I was going to be teaching tonight and act like I have some sense. So let me rephrase. Hit the rewind button. I don't care what you see on the internet, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you own, or your friends that are telling you, I'm done believing that God and church stuff. You let them be done, but I'm telling you, God is not a liar. And if God really promised you something, listen to me, he will bring it to pass. I'm telling you that faith works. Faith works. I wonder what Abraham felt like when he was going up that mountain with his son, with everything except a sacrifice, with a dagger in his hand, ready to sacrifice his boy to God. And at the last minute, after God had obliterated his timeline, he says, wait a minute, there's a ram in the bush. God will always provide. He just want to know where you have the courage to get out of the boat and where you have the courage to stay out of the boat. What I'm telling you is you got to finish 2017 strong, and I'm not trying to get anybody just on the cliche to just get you pumped up and hyped up in the church way, but I want you to hear me with kingdom ears. God's going to release money before this year's out for people who are going to believe. He's going to release relationships for people who are going to believe. Somebody's going to be healed in their body for people who can believe. God's going to do something that's going to blow your mind before 2017 is over, and when you get into 2018, you're going to go in, into 2018 believing and praying praising God. Don't give up, man. Don't give up. I just want to talk. Don't give up on your faith. Don't give up on what God calls you to be. Don't give up what God's put in your heart. And don't let unqualified people talk you out of what God's called you to be and what God's called you to do. If I would have listened to people, I wouldn't be where I am today. And if you would have listened to everybody, you wouldn't be where you are today. How many people told you it wasn't going to work? It couldn't happen. It was over for you, but you still here. You still here in spite of what they said. In spite of what your circumstances look like, in spite of what your, your opportunities look like, in spite of what doors were opened or closed in your life, you're still here. God did it. And if God ever did anything great in your life, let me tell you something. He's ready, he's willing, and he's waiting to do it in your life again. But you got to trust God. This is the time of year where people get depressed, people are suicidal, people are discouraged, and this is the time of year where Satan is empowered. Pastor, what do you mean when I say he's empowered? He's empowered. He's emboldened. He's strengthened in this time of year. How, what strengthens him? Depression? Fear? Anxiety? Jealousy? Come on, y'all. Unforgiveness? People who won't give? People who won't sow? People who won't work the law? People who want to quit? So that's who he's attacking. And sometimes he's attacking people who are strong and who are resolute and who's made a decision that I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Anybody from the old school, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. If I die, let me die. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. He's attacking us too. But you got to know how to hold on to your faith and don't be a cream puff Christian. You can tweet that one. I am not. Hashtag no cream puff Christian. I need you to be strong right now, and I need you to believe right now because the enemy wants to pick you off. So what is faith? What is faith? Let's talk about it tonight. Faith is complete trust and confidence in God. Now, all of you who are watching, I have thousands of you who are watching online tonight. Here's what faith is. Faith is extreme confidence in God. Faith is trust in God. Do you know what trust is? That's when you're believing in something and you don't necessarily have evidence. You trust it. 
I trust it. I don't need evidence. I don't need any facts. I don't need any tangible facts. I have enough spiritual kingdom facts that God is a provider. I, I trust him, and he has good credit with me because of history. Faith. The Bible talks about faith. Faith becomes active and alive in you, and it starts working in the kingdom. See, faith is what activates the dynamics of God's kingdom. Faith is what activates his dynamics. See, the dynamics of the kingdom are different than the dynamics of the world. The world's dynamics are if you go to school, and millennials know that's not necessarily true. You get a, you get a $200,000 education, and you're, gonna, you're guaranteed a job. How do you know that's not the truth? The world system says, you know, if you eat this type of food or you get this type of diagnosis, this has to be in your life. And you know, I have so many people now who are bound by um, what I hate that we know about sometimes. I love science and I love genetics. I'm a kind of a weirdo. I enjoy that. I'm the sci-fi kind of guy. I like all the weird stuff on TV. I love all that kind of stuff, right? But some of that stuff is not good for us because now we go get tested and they tell us because of you, because your great, great auntie had a bunion on her left toe, you're going to have a bunion on your left toe. And all of a sudden, you get a limp. Oh, I got an itch. Oh. And then your auntie tell you, oh, Auntie Susie, four generations ago, had an itch on her toe too. Did it happen like three inches? Itch, itch, itch. Yeah, that's it. You're going to lose that toe. All of a sudden, your toe start hurting. And you start believing and using your faith in reverse. You start applying your faith. That's belief for no evidence. Ooh. You start applying your, you start putting complete confidence in what they said. And you bring the curse of the bunion. <laughs> Touch your neighbor real quick, aggravate him, ask him, do you have the bunion curse? If you do, I need you to rebuke it for him now. Tell him I rebuke your toe in the name of Jesus. Hey, come off the toe now, out now. Come out now. Because we believe it, right? We believe that auntie had it and uncle had it, so it's got to happen to me. And, and uncle was in poverty, and it never worked, and it had to happen for you. I've talked to probably 30 people this year that said, I didn't know I was going to make it to 45. My dad died, my mama died, my uncle died, my great uncle, all of them died in their 40s. And now you're 52 years old, and you see that God has something different in your life. He has something, he has a different trajectory for you. He has a different plan for you. He has a different purpose for you. And so you need to learn to apply your faith into the right places again. So what is faith? Write it down. It's complete confidence and trust in God. Let's take it a little further. Faith is complete confidence and trust in God's system. I want to talk to you if you work at a company. Here's how you'll advance at your job. Work the system. I don't care. Well, I, I got my own way of doing things. You, you're, you're not going to make it. See, you're, the, you're playing by the wrong set of rules. You got to work the system. If they tell you to be there at 10 o'clock, the managers are looking for you to get there at 945. If they tell you to leave, you clock out at 5 o'clock, don't you clock out at 501. Clock out at 515. Let them catch you. Clock out once the boss catch you still doing a little work. 
And when they start wanting to give bonuses and raises to close the year out, come on, somebody, or to start a fiscal year, and they say, who, who do we need to dump some of this money into in our company so we can look good for the IRS? They're going to say, you, uh, Brother Johnny and Sister Susie, the one with the bunion on their toe. Yeah, yeah the one with the bunion limp. Give them a $5,000 bonus. Why? Why? Because you work the system. See, systems are what make people successful. See, you don't have to be the smartest and you don't have to be the coolest. You don't have to be, you don't have to be the most intelligent, but you can be the most faithful to a system and you'll win. Touch your neighbor and tell them, stay faithful to the system. Where God's kingdom has a system and his system is powered, watch this, by faith. That's why the Bible says without faith. Let me read it. Let me show you where it says it. I'm so excited I'm getting ahead of my notes. Hebrews, Hebrews 11 and 6 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, look at it, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe, number one, that he exists, that he's real. Let's pause for a minute. What does it mean to believe he exists? It means that something is greater in the universe than you. <laughs> His name it's Jesus. There is a, is a God that you come out of that loves you. And he has a system, and the world has a system. That's why the Bible says for us believers, we're, we're allowed to be in the world, but not, come on, somebody. You can be, so let's, Anthony Murray's translation. You can be in a system, but not of the system. But you got to know how to work the system. Oh, somebody tell, tell your neighbor again, faith works. Matter of fact, ask them, are you working a system? 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 See, people who, who say, people who say, I don't want to hear all of that stuff no more. Well, here's what I want to say to you. Here's what I want to say to you. Here's what I want to say to you if you said that. You ain't working the system. Because I want to hear more. You want to know why I want to hear more? Because I heard it when I was 18 and 19 and 20 and 21. And when I got old enough, I started working the system. And you can say what you want, but the system works. When I don't work, the system still works. Come on, somebody. When I don't do right, the system still do right. You better hear what I'm telling you. Work the system. So God's kingdom has a system. Watch this. His system has supremacy. Look at that word picture. Supremacy. Supremacy means it has overarching and dominant power. Supremacy means it's more powerful, it's bigger, it's stronger, it's richer, it's more wealthy, it's healthier, it's larger, it's more dominant. It dominates. It supersedes the world system. That's why the Bible says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Know what that means? Everything in this world belongs to God. And he has the right and the supremacy to give it to his children. <sighs> See, when you start thinking kingdom and you start thinking faith, you start thinking inheritance. Do you know what that is? That's something that you get that you didn't pay for. That's something that you get that you don't deserve. I wish I had somebody to know what I'm talking about. Do I have anybody here that's, that's working and you're not just working for you, but you're working for your kids? Come on, let's be real. Let's be real. The Bible says a good, a good man, a good father leaves an inheritance for his children and his children's children. Can we put mama in it? A good mama leaves an inheritance. Can we talk mamas for her children and her children's children? So guess what? 
they are going to get stuff they didn't pay for or work for. You get it because of what your name is. Look at your neighbor asking, what's your name, Ill? What's your name, Ill? What's your name, Ill? That's, it. That's an old church song. They say, my name is Victory. I know who I am. Y'all know that song? I know. Look at y'all. Y'all, y'all, know, y'all know about it much as me. The part you don't know, you just hum. I know. Then you get into it like you knew the whole song. My name is Victory. See, so the kingdom has supremacy over the world's kingdoms. The world's kingdom tell you your credit is bad, so 2018 is not going to be for you. The devil is a liar. Kingdom principle says, given it shall be given back unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over, shall men give unto my bosom. Pastor, give me your commentary. Somebody's got what you need. Somebody's trying to get rid of what you need. Somebody's got a car with 6,000 miles on it. It's a 2017. They just want it out of their garage. It's paid for. They don't need it. It aggravates them when they look at it. If you give them $5,000 for it, they'll take it. If you smile good enough, come on, go on, smile for them. It is you. <laughs> oh, beautiful. If you smile right. They may just give it to you. So, so today I brought, I brought some jackets. I brought some nice velvet, dope little jackets to church, about four of them. I had them in my closet. Me and Christina was going through the closet. And I said, I'm going to take these to the alteration. It's bad. I got this blue one, this velvet. That mug is dope. I got another little black one. It's got a little band on the back. It's fat. Then I got another little brass set. <laughs> Shoot! I'm going to take it to the alteration because they kind of big. I want them to hook it up, right? Then I thought about it. I want to bless somebody. You know what? I brought them to church. I got them in the back. You know what I'm telling them? Hey, find somebody to get these to. I just want them out of my closet. I decided to sew them. Somebody said, if I just had. Y'all better hear what I'm telling you. If I just had. So I'm activating the law. The law of reciprocity. If I sew it, you better hear what I'm telling you. Somebody got something I want. You better, you better hear what I'm talking about. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his writ. I just thought about it. Instead of keeping them for myself, let me just sew them. Somebody got some Gucci, some Prada, some. Somebody got something for me. So the kingdom system has supremacy over the world system. You got to believe it. You got to believe it. You got to think it. You got to internalize it. So he says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But anyone come to him must believe he exists and that he rewards. What? That he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That means I got to believe he exists and then he'll reward me for seeking. What is that word seek? I'm looking. Seeking means worship. Come on, y'all. Seeking. How do I seek God? Worship him. How do I seek God? Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. How do I seek God? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go on Wednesday night in the cold and it's dark into the house of the Lord. As I, when I seek him, he says, if you seek and knock, I'm going to answer. I'm not going to do you like people do you. If you seek and you knock, I'm going to answer. I won't, I won't treat you. I won't look out my window and act like you ain't there. How many of y'all ever did that? I had somebody come to my house one day. I was eating my sour cream chips that I shouldn't eat, watching a good show. 
I was finally relaxing. I did not want to be bothered. They rang the doorbell. I looked down the steps. God won't do you like I will. Come on, somebody. They knocked on the door. <laughs> they said, is anybody home? I said, God, God won't do you, treat you like me. See, you might come to me and I might be aggravated, but when you knock and ask God, God is so dope. He's so good. See, God is so dope, he can eat his chips, watch TV, and answer the door at the same time because he's omnipresent. I wish I had some theologians. And because he's omniscient and he's, he knows everything, he knew you was going to come before you knew you was going to come. So he was already ready. So he could eat chips, answer the door, and provide for you all at the same time. Because he's God. He's God. He's God. Stop treating God like he's a person, but treat him like he's a person because he's close enough to be a brother, mother, father, friend, but he's big enough to be God. You got to know how to let him be close, and you got to let him know how to let him be big. God is only as big to you as he is big to you. I wish I could talk to some of the people who hating right now. I don't believe in all of that. Let me tell you something. Well, it's not going to happen for you. But don't be mad when I get it. Don't you be mad. And, I, and, and let me tell you, when you get mad, I don't care. T.I. taught me it's mind over matter. I don't mind and you don't matter. You, you let it, listen, it wasn't your year. But don't be mad because it's still my year. Touch your neighbor and tell him it's still my year. Yeah, and this is more than enough time to get what God needs to get to you. It's too much time because he got too much sauce. You hear what I'm trying to tell you? That's how big God is to me. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So God is pleased when he's able. Oh, man. God is pleased when he's able. Let me reform this. How is God pleased? That's how I should have wrote it. What pleases God? How is God pleased? God is pleased when he's able to perform and work as father in your life. It pleases God. So faith activates God's power in your life. God is not allowed to do things based on his own word in your life that you don't want him to do because he's not. See, a demon will possess you. Some of y'all got quiet. You was like, ooh. See, a demon can possess you and try to force you, force you to act crazy and to do stuff. But the Holy Spirit will wait. He's not going to force himself on you. So he can't do in your life what he want to do if you don't live by the right principles. You want money, you got to give. Some of you got to grow up. It's time for you to quit all of this stuff. I don't believe in giving church. You grow up. Grow up. Tell Macy's that. Tell, tell, tell Uber that. Tell Uber East, shut, shut up. Tell the weed man that. Be quiet. You don't, I don't want to hear that. Don't, don't. Grow up. It's, it's small thinking. It's think, stinking thinking. It's immature thinking. Come on. It's, it's, <laughs> it's low class. I know y'all don't want to hear it. I hope you're offended. It's low class. Low class people don't want to give. Low class people, give me more ketchup. <laughs> I, you always can tell at a restaurant when somebody low class. They run that little server around. I need more fries. And then when it's time to pay, you're trying to, you done pulled the hair out your head. You done found a reason not to tip this man because it's low class. And if I'm talking about you, get mad but change. Keep coming to church, be mad for a day or two, but see what happens when you, when you start sowing in the people and giving the people. 
See how you start ascending and growing and maturing. Paul said, when I was a boy, that's what I act like. But when I became a man, I put childish things away. See, we got to grow. You got to grow. If you, what do I tell a poor person? If you want money, give. Start in your heart. You don't have to have a dime. If you're on the bridge, stop standing outside hoping somebody give you something and start trying to find something to give to somebody else. Come on, somebody. If you want to be promoted at your job, stop begging for a raise and start working for it. You don't, you don't want to talk. You don't want to talk. Start doing stuff they don't pay you for. And then when you get ready to quit, they're going to say, hold on a minute now, hold on. They get a Moses stutter, hold on a minute. We need you to stay. Every time I show up, see, giving. Sometimes your presence is giving, showing up when you don't want to. Asking questions like, what can I do to help? You'll be shocked at opportunities that, that you'll get. You'll be shocked at who will pay you. You'll be shocked at how you'll grow if you just give a little of your time, give a little of your presence, and go and smile for them. I can tell I like Mr. Hotspot, right? Let's keep working. I got to go. I always say that I ain't got nowhere to go but to the house. <laughs> Peace pastor be like, where you got to go? <laughs> Home. <laughs> I got two more points and I'm gonna <laughs> <I'm a> close. <laughs> I'm close. <laughs> what is, so what do I need faith for? See, faith, you need faith to abide by law. Law is a system of rule that's power and enforced by God. Spiritual laws. I need faith for the law that it works. We do it every day. We believe in laws every day. We have faith for laws every day, like gravity. Every day. We trust it, we believe it, and we work it. Every day. We use faith to measure the, how fast I'm going versus how fast the car next to me is going. Every day. We use laws every day. We, we use laws every day without thinking about it, and we know they work. Every time the light turns green, what do you do? Come on, y'all. Come on. Let's be elementary real quick. But it's, it's elementary, but it's powerful. Let's say it. When the light turns green, what do we do? When it turns red, what do we do? That's a what? Law. What does that law do? It keeps everything in its right place. Does that make sense? So God has spiritual law. Pastor, what's one of the laws? Sowing and reaping is a law. Sowing and reaping is a law. Some of you got to learn to sow forgiveness. I don't need you to say I'm sorry. I don't need you to apologize. I forgive you for me. I'm going to sow it. Some of you need to sow kindness. You need to sow opportunity. You need to sow money. And not just in church, into other people, into, this, into the world. You tithe and you give at church. I've had people say, well, I give to my mama's church. That's not, that's not right. You give to the church that you connect to that bless you and you help your mama. What do I do with family and friends? I tie to this church. I help my family and friends. Come on, y'all. What is that? It's law. Sowing and reaping. Every farmer knows it. And the farmer knows it doesn't matter. If a farmer waits until the, the clouds are perfect and the weather is perfect, he'll never sow. He knows law. If I put this seed in the ground, in good ground. We're going to teach on that later. Good, everybody say good ground. If I put it in good ground, it's going to reap a harvest. 
Here's the next one, reciprocity. The law of reciprocity, exchange. Jeremiah 29 says this about plans. And see, some of you got to catch this because God has a plan for you, and you can't base your plan on your friend plan. Some of our biggest problems are who we connect with and talk to. Can I challenge you in 2018 to pick two new friends that's on a different trajectory than the friends you've had your whole life? Can I challenge you to get in rooms that make you feel stupid? Can I challenge you to get in circles that when people start talking, you want to be quiet because the conversation is right here and yours has been right here? Can I challenge you to get one friend and make you study when you leave them? Can I just challenge you to go to a different kind of restaurant, to a different kind of club, to a different kind of bar? Don't look at me like I didn't say the right stuff. I saw y'all at the club last night. You ain't see me. I was in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I want to talk to you about the law of future preparation, and I'm done. And, and here's why. Because you have to believe that God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God has plans for you, but your plan is not your friend's plan. Your friend is not your brother's or your sister's plan. Your plan is not Instagram's plan. Your plan is your plan. God has calibrated your life based on your plan, his plan and his purpose for you. Quit listening to people that tell you, Pastor, why are you on this list? Because I know what's going on right now. The devil talking and stupid people talking. They don't know what they're talking about. Trust God with it, what he's called you to do. Touch your neighbor and tell him, if it don't go with your purpose, don't do it. That's right. If it don't go with your purpose, don't even do it. Don't even do it. The law of future preparation, you must believe that God is working for you and preparing things in advance for the people he loves and who trust him. Put that up on the screen real quick so they can take a picture. The law of future preparation. You must believe that God is working for you and preparing things in advance for the people he loves and who he trusts. You got it? Now I'm, I'm done with this. Enemies of finishing strong. You want them? I'm going to give you three enemies of finishing strong, and we're finished. You ready? We're going to put it on the screen so y'all can take pictures. I can't wait to get apps and stuff for this this year. I got plans, I got plans, I got plans. Number one, measuring based on others and not your individual purpose. I was talking to a business mogul friend of mine recently, and I talked about what about people who who are watching other people? He said, they don't matter. What if, what if you get discouraged because who you watching? Stop measuring yourself and competing with people. Compete with the last version of yourself. You know what I'm doing? I'm competing with my last best message every, every, every time I preach. And every time I preach in 2018, I got to do better. I got to be a better preacher. Forget who, who else preached. Don't anybody preach like me. I preach like me. I love that people don't say, you know, you preach like such and such. That's an insult to me. I like when people say, you know, I like your church. You're kind of strange. We don't know what you're going to say. I didn't even know if you were saved, but I don't know why, but I like it. I like it. I love it when people tell me, I ain't never seen nobody act like that at church. 
I just got to keep going. Let's give it up for 90 new members in November. Let's give it up. 90. 90 people. And if you're in here, what's good? I'm so glad you're part of our family. Here's the next one. Grieving too long. This going to hurt a little bit. Grieving too long. God told Samuel, he told Samuel, and I said, God, how do I back this up? Because it hurts. Because people can say, well, what's too long? Well, you got to know for yourself. Now, we can look at statistics, and you should do counseling if you need to. But let me tell you, God, what God called Samuel and said, come here, let me talk to you, Samuel. How long are you going to keep grieving what I did? <laughs> he said, come here, Joshua. Moses is dead. Now, you get up, and you go take these people where I called you to take them. How long you going to grieve Moses? He had his time. You love him, we going to miss him, but he dead. Stop grieving your last job. Stop grieving your last man. He gone. And if he didn't have enough sense to keep you, baby, hey, go ahead on and cry. You a river. Hey, bro, if she left you, go ahead and make the song cry. And when you finish, hey. How long you going to grieve? See, grieving too long is the enemy of your faith. Wish I had time to exegetically explain. Grieving too long. Overextended or unwarranted grief. You being mad about something for somebody else. They got over it, but your crazy self still upset. I got people that left this church, and we cool. We talk in text, you don't even know it, but you mad. Look at your neighbor and tell them, stay in your own business and work your own salvation out. Some of y'all, it'll come to you. Look at your neighbor and tell them, it'll come, it'll come. <laughs> and my last one, and I like harping on this, is the enemy of finishing strong. It's negative conversations with, take a picture, of defeated people who have given up. Negative conversations. I got friends that told me I ain't gonna be, I don't wanna be rich no more. No, I, I ain't, no, I can't kick it with you like we used to, because I do wanna be rich. I don't wanna be married no more. Well, I'm sorry. I can't hang with you, because I'm keeping my wife and my family. You gave up on God. I'm trusting him because he all I got. You gave up on the church and we cool, but I can't kick it like we used to because I'm talking to people that go to church. Hashtag we go to church. You gave up on your dream and your purpose. Stop hanging with them. Stop talking with them. Love them from a distance. You got to be more committed to your purpose than you are your friends. Stand to your feet. Can we pray together? Let's pray. Oh, that's a good one, right? That was a good one. That was a good one. Now, what I want you to do, this ain't a shouting message. What I want you to do is I want you to take what I taught you tonight and grind it and apply it. I want you to go to bed and I want you to think about it. And whichever one of the points hits you, I want you, to, I, want you to, I want you to let it marinate in your spirit. And I want you to turn it over and over again in the soil of your spirit. 
And I want you to turn it over in the soul of your imagination over and over again, all for the rest of this year, all of December. And as you do that, you're going to begin to see great things come in your life. Some of you, your healing is in you releasing your distraction. And your freedom is in you releasing your, your distraction. You got to restrict the noise. And you got to silence the haters. And you got to open your ear and your spirit to hear what God say about you. God, God is speaking louder than your circumstances if you can listen. The Bible says he makes everything beautiful in his time. They that wait on the Lord will renew their spirit. Waiting is an action word. I've learned in the business context, hurry up and wait. It's an action word. Waiting is doing while hoping and doing with expectation and doing with belief and doing with faith. Wait. Don't you quit. God has more for you. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the Word of God. Now, we've preached it and we've heard it. We've worshiped, we've praised. We're going to give next. God, we pray that the Word of God will grow in our hearts like a mighty tree and it will produce big fruit in season. Devil, we come against you. We pronounce you powerless. We counsel every assignment over our life. We counsel everything that you say is defeat. We say it's victory. Where we're weak, he'll make us strong. Well, we're poor, he'll make us rich. In the name of Jesus, we're healed. We're blessed. We're delivered. We're successful. In Jesus' name, let everybody in the building clap your hands and begin to give God praise. Come on. Come on. Don't stop. Come on. Don't stop. Come on. Don't stop. Give it to him. Come on. A little bit more. Come on. A little bit more. A little bit more. I love you. A little bit more. It's going to be all right. A little bit more. God's got your back. A little bit more. It's going to work out have not seen in ears, have not heard, and neither has it into the hearts of men what God is going to do in your life, and no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Hey, thank you for listening. I know this message has blessed your life. For more information or to purchase more of these messages, go to anthonymurrayministries.com. Thank you so much.